You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past, and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start and join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Eric McGrew, and welcome back to Elevated Office. This would be episode number seven of season one. If everything is still going well with my account, it may be that the original Elevated Office account was accidentally deleted um, due to some complications that occurred, but that's just how life goes. If not, it's episode one, or unknown, whatever. Anyway, that doesn't change the fact that I'm going to try to talk to you guys about some information that I think is important and that is a bit sensitive when running your business. Um, We're going to talk today about whether or not you should accept every job that's offered you. So when I started my business, um, a number of well-intentioned, seasoned business owners told me, don't ever reject a job. It makes you look bad. And I can understand their perspective on that uh, to a degree. However, what I'm finding is that as I get booked out for a number of weeks and things like that, accepting every job that comes to me, um, it, it just isn't always the best idea in my opinion. So I do reject jobs for multiple reasons, and we're going to talk about why I reject jobs from time to time. And then I'll also talk about why or how I reject the job, because that has a huge part to play. Um, So first off, I don't think that you should accept every job, especially when you're booked out a while, because not every tree company or tree service company, arborist, whatever you want to label yourself as, is as capable of attending to certain kinds of jobs as others. So know your limits for sure. Um, Better to slowly progress into other forms than to jump right in and cause damage to a property or have injuries or something more drastic occur on the job site for your own company. Or even just avoiding having to use your insurance can be a, a big deal. Um, I might go into that into another episode about selecting jobs based on insurance because that's a whole topic. And um, I think that it's something that people overlook uh, quite a bit and it, it should be considered as well. But beyond that, even though I'll talk on it briefly, we're going to talk about what major factors cause me personally as a small tree service company to um, not to opt out of estimating or even trying certain jobs. So, um, I don't do it frequently. I'm not 
scared of work. I'm definitely not scared of challenges, but some just aren't worth the hassle, the time, or the, the I have to weigh the potential um, risk factor versus insurance claims versus hazards uh, to people, to, to property, versus the stress it causes me. Um, and then when I, when I deal with that, I, I try to evaluate in my head how much is the client willing to pay because clearly, if they're willing to pay more money, then yeah, it's maybe worth it more to me to do. Um, the risk definitely is equated by how much money is being offered to some degree. But at some point, no matter what they offer me, I just won't do certain jobs because I don't feel that they're safe or I, I don't... Um, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it, whatever that might be. But that's not, once again, I, I don't want to make this sound like it's the common thing. And also understand that in some cases, and, and we'll talk about examples of this here in a little bit as well, some cases, the amount of money offered, even when you give your best estimate and they accept it, equates to less than what you're making on smaller jobs at more volume just because of the difficulty involved equipment rental if there's specialty equipment running multiple crews or whatever it might be so there's lots of factors like that involved so i'm going to give you three different scenarios of which i have rejected jobs and why i did that and i'll try to make them as brief as possible but with some detail so you get an get an idea so recently, um, I was asked by a rental management company, a rental property management company, to go look at a tree behind a house that had just come to their knowledge of being in need of removal. I looked at the tree, and there's no side access to the house that I could get through. It had been fenced up on every side. The tree hangs out over the house. It hangs out over like three different brand new fences, wooden fences, privacy fences. And on top of that, the tree was beyond crispy. I mean, we're talking a maple that had already begun to just really, really self-destruct. And that's what drew their attention to it. The wind blew and a big branch fell off and hit the house. So there's no other trees around, so there's no safe tie-in points, and the tree itself is riddled with bug holes, and it's not quite punky yet, but it's that extremely waxy, hard, dried-out wood um, that just, un, you know, without rhyme or reason, just snaps. And there's a huge fracture from, like, breast height all the way up this trunk, up one main lead and then out to the tip of a branch the same fracture and it's open about an inch and a half wide um so as brittle and unpredictable as maples are when you cut them anyway they just like to snap and split open especially these um box elder maple maples it being even more dry and then the branches being long and strung out over everything you couldn't even get out to the tips to, to cut the branch into multiple pieces by climbing it. Not At least I didn't feel that you could safely because the big lead 
the main stem to tie off on is the one that carries the big fracture and all the other branches at the collar areas have separating bark that have a ton of beetle holes and most of them have lots of wind fracture and dry rot fracture so just not a stable tree um with a crane you could totally get it out if you had maybe a bucket truck like a, a line clearing truck that kind of thing um the boom might reach far enough for you to lop it down but the yard's too small to fell the tree in um hole and the branches are too wide to fell it and not destroy you know eaves on the house and fences and different things like that so is there a way for a tree service company to get that tree down? Yeah, there is. If I had to, if I was pressed hard enough, I could figure out a way to get it down. But with my current workload, is that tree, the value that they're going to give me, worth the effort to do it? Well, no. And here's two reasons why. One reason is that I've got enough work right now that that one particular job isn't my main concern if I get it or not. I, I mean, I lose bids all the time because I'm just too high or whatever. So there's a good chance that I would bid it and then it wouldn't come through anyway, right? But two, the thing is, is that this particular customer as a rental agency um, doesn't really feed me a lot of work. And so therefore they're not the highest priority of making sure I get the job because sometimes you can, you know, take a risk and finagle it into to making it happen for a good customer, especially if it's like a rental um, property or property management company that you get a lot of work from because you want to please them. But this company isn't that way. And in fact, I kind of feel like I've just become their third estimate so that they can get the three estimates because they've asked me to bid on like six jobs and I've never gotten anything from them. I, I'm not speaking badly of them. They're, they're just doing what they've got to do, which is fine. But because of those reasons, that job actually spending the time to bid it, because here's the thing, if I bid it, even if I bid it high and then all of a sudden I get the job, I'm stuck with finishing it because that's who I am. Um, if I underbid a job, I finish it. It doesn't matter if it costs me. It, it's just how it is. It has to be something major, and I've never had one yet, but it has to be something major before I won't finish the job, even at my own cost. So is it a job that I really want my reputation as a tree service company on the line for? Not really. It's The, the pros for accomplishing the job just don't outweigh the cons, in my opinion. So... People in this situation, because it's more of a residential kind of tree service, they say, well, doesn't that make you look bad? Don't you lose respect in the in the community from potential clients because now you've just rejected a job? So here's my answer to that. Um, yeah, it could. It, it, it totally could. But you know what I hear from most customers is that Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. 
Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. They complain more about tree service companies that don't do what they said they would do or don't communicate well to the customer and therefore the customer doesn't get what they feel like they paid for or the tree service company starts a job and then just leaves the job because it was more than they had estimated or bargained for and they complain about them. Those are the ones that stick in their mind. A third one that sticks into customers' minds that I've noticed is ones that talk about how they can do it all and everything and yet they end up damaging property severely because they didn't manage it well and they were in over their head. That l- makes a lasting impression. Um, and then on a fourth but side note, I, I've had a number of people talk about a couple of guys near where I live that have their equipment so worn out that, for instance, they their um, bucket quit working their hydraulic bucket on their bucket truck quit working while they were in it and they got stuck in the bucket and had to have the customer come finagle something so that they could get the bucket down so those are the four things i get like all the time okay um i've never once had somebody say oh well they they just didn't want to do this job so they're a horrible tree service company in fact when i don't accept jobs it's for usually genuine good reasons and the customer sympathizes. Well, I wouldn't want to do it either. And I've had a few say, well, aren't you the tree service company? Yeah, I am. But I always remind customers that a lack of prompt action on their part and letting a tree become too decayed or whatever doesn't dictate that I have to risk my life for them. I mean, our job as a climber or even in buckets is risky enough i don't need to take excessive risk because somebody just failed to want to pay money early on so will somebody go climb this tree or remove it yeah they will um quite frankly somebody will go out there and figure out a way because it's worth them to worth it to them i just bid some jobs um or actually two trees and another guy was hurting for work and he came in and his bid was like $2,000 less than mine to get these trees down. I, how he can do that work for that price. I don't know, but he's responsible. Now his insurance is responsible. If he makes an accident, he's responsible for paying the guys with him, not me. So in some cases I'd rather not get the work than try to fight for it so hard that the price isn't worth the potential damage to property the headache that it causes or me having to pay out of my pocket just quite frankly so that brings me to another scenario that i had same neighborhood no access to the sides really big locust in the backyard covering most of the backyard and then there's a large multi-stem elm that's right in the corner hanging over neighbors properties like three properties hanging over new garages and sheds and the only access is from a neighbor behind the house because the houses are back to back and the fences right there and the elms are right here in the corner. 
to use a, a boom and the whole time the back decks of two houses are really tight to the driveway so if you move the lower boom too much you could hit both of them if you have the lower boom up all the way to clear the decks then the upper boom is going to have you crammed into the trees there's sheds under them filled with stuff and one shed is like almost brand new and these elms are just hanging over there's lots of wood to manage and then of course there's fences wooden privacy fences all around um, once again could I do the job yeah I know I could especially with a little bit of semi-creative rigging and a guy on the ground but they had already had an estimate that was well over a certain price and that's around where my estimate would be maybe a little higher and they had already told me that was too much money they didn't tell me who because I don't ever want to know who's bidding what I don't care um, but for me trying to fight for that work wasn't worth the the hassle uh, or the potential I just said you know what it's it's okay I'll, I'll move on to other things and I just frankly but kindly expressed to them look I want to help you out I'd love to be able to do the job if I was slower and I could just um, not worry as much about my bid being exact on I'd help you out but honestly right now with all the work I have and the difficulty factor of this job I, I just don't simply I simply do not want to do it and um, what's interesting about this job is that after talking to them about the tree and reassuring them about a few things and giving them some contacts to call who would probably do the job they actually asked me to trim other trees on their property even though I refused to do the removal of that particular tree so really rejecting work isn't always a bad thing sometimes it's the wise thing because I guarantee you I had gone in there and I had damaged their neighbors sheds and then their neighbors were upset with them because they contracted a, a tree service pro that you know accidentally damaged their property or now they're having to deal with my insurance company to repair things they would have been more upset with me than me doing it um, or me just not doing it so uh, granted there's a good chance I would have gone in there done everything nothing would have happened right nothing you know because I'm capable of that but would I have bid good enough or would they be willing to pay the price that it was worth for me to take that caution to get that job done for me it was too much of a negligible margin to make it worth it so I just decided not to um, so that's another situation where, you know, if I didn't have any work and I could afford to spend the time to do it, and even if I broke even just paying my groundy and everything, I might have done it just as kind of a favor to them and, and covering my expenses a little bit. I've done that before and I'll do it again because I like my neighbors and I try to help out where I can, but I'm a business. I've got to make money. So I've got paying jobs that are good paying jobs and they're, you know, relatively easier to get accomplished and I've got more work coming in so it's just you know always that balance but really a lot of it has to do with how you explain why you won't if you just walk up and say no I don't want that job this is crazy and you walk out they're not gonna look very good on you but if you express it in a, a, a good way that's balanced and you help them to see why if you take time to kinda get to know them and 
teach them about their other trees as well and give them options, recommend companies that you think might be able to handle it safely, most likely they'll remember you. So, and they'll remember you in a good light, not a bad light. So keep that in mind. Um, rejecting jobs isn't always bad. Third situation that I have where I don't always accept work is here in Western Colorado. We have the Colorado State Forest Agency and they have a program for fire mitigation because we have um, a lot of high elevation areas that have pinyon and juniper uh, forest and houses are built in those and then they become wildfire areas and it becomes a challenge. So they want to keep these people safe, which I totally agree with. And they, when you get to know some of these, um, even though the Colorado State Forest Agencies are completely unbiased, they don't have preferences, they literally ask everybody out as a, at a showcase. You look over sections of the property, you estimate what it would take for you to do the work, and then you submit your bid. They submit all the bids to the client. The client selects who they want. It, the forest agency is just there as a um, as a funnel of resources, really. And they they give like uh, suggestions to the homeowner what to do to make the house safer and and all that. And then if they go through this agency, then they, the homeowner can get a portion of a reimbursement if they qualify. That's how it works. So they, they do ask me, um, why don't you come bid on this job or that job? And some of the jobs are like 10 plus acres. And you're talking about beetle kill, um, thinning forest up in the mountains, whatever, whatever. And you know, I could, because they allow you to use subcontractors. I could get subcontractors. I could go rent heisters with mulch heads and whatever. But talking to some of the guys that have worked really hard to get these big 50-acre, 100-acre jobs, whatever, 12-acre jobs, they the time frames are usually pretty quick. Like 10 acres, they'd want it done in a month um, or less. Uh, 50 acres they might want done in three, eight, uh, three months or 100 acres in six months, something like that. I mean, it depends on terrain and all kinds of things, but that's kind of an average idea. Talking to some of the guys that were once contractors that were uh, participating in these showcases and work and now aren't, I've found that what happens a lot of times is they ended up barely making the same as what they would make on residential tree work or even a little less sometimes by the time you know equipment ran over estimated dates and they had to pay extra rental by the time they paid their subcontractors and and all that kind of stuff um and and they they it was just a lot to manage now there are companies out there that that's what they do the, in fact, there's one guy here locally that he's a one-guy operator. He has multiple pieces of equipment that he's bought. He goes out there with his, um, I, I want to say he uses a heister or a, a track hoe with a mulch head. And, and he's it's almost like ballet out there. He's just moving around mulching these trees and whatever. And then he comes back with uh, bobcats or skid steers and cleans up and then puts them in dump trucks and runs off. And it's... 
It's what he does. He has invested a lot of money in that. And he does 50 to 100 acre jobs by himself. And that's fine. But I'm not set up for that. I don't want to be set up for that. I don't want those payments. I don't want that responsibility of that equipment level to do those jobs just as a potential of being able to bid and compete. It's not worth it to me. I'm making a good living doing the tree work that I do. So once again, even though they ask me, I just respectfully tell them, you know what, I'm, I'm glad that you asked me. I appreciate it, but I'm not interested in that right now. And that helps me keep a balance on where my business is at, keeps it to a level that I want it to be. And then that makes it where I can actually do work that's within my scope. I'm less stressed. I enjoy my work more and I have a good time doing what I do. So, um, in the end, I guess I hope those scenarios help you guys kind of evaluate what you're doing, what you should do, shouldn't do as your business, because each business has its own, um, plan to go by, but it's definitely worth saying no to some jobs. I guarantee you, um, we'll get into the whole insurance thing a little bit in another episode, but definitely, definitely, um, don't be afraid to say no, but, but explain yourself. Don't just walk off the site and say, no, I'm not doing this job. You're crazy. Or this job is too hard. See that it's all about how you put it. If you say this job's too hard, it's, it's not worth your time. All of those put the customer down to a degree or make you look unprofessional. But if you explain that you can do it, but currently because of situations, it's probably not the most effective for you to do it. And you want them to get the best service for the work that they need done right now. A lot of times they respect that more because you have valid reasons of showing them what it is you can or can't do based on your current situation and theirs. It's not putting the blame or anything on one particular person or your, or yourself. Now, be cautious not to just be busy and say, I don't want this job. Uh, and even trying to explain it when it's a simple job, like if it's a 10 foot tall crab apple tree in an open field and you don't want to cut it down. Granted, you can reject it, but be, be careful how you do that. Um, in those cases, a lot of times I'll just bid what my time is worth based on demand. And if it's a, if it's a crab apple tree and you know, it's out in the middle of the field is only like 10 or 12 foot tall and my my day rate or my hour rate is a certain amount you know based on demand at that time they may or may not be willing to pay that rate but i've at least given them a bid and i would take care of it if they accepted it most often though they they just say that's higher than what other than so and so bid okay well go with them then but they still if you do um if you do all these things in a professional manner then even rejecting work isn't always a bad thing. So hope that helps you guys out. Hope that you can kind of gain some insight and knowledge by what I'm learning to manage with this in my company. I don't think I know it all. Um, believe me, I'm still learning each time I go out and do bids and everything. I don't think you ever stop learning if you're truly attentive to your customers. Um, but there are definite ways of managing difficult situations that can keep your business profitable and also keep you and your guys safe and keep stress levels down on you as a business owner. So maybe you can take some tips or hints from this. Let me know what you think. Do you ever reject jobs or not? Why? Why not? 
and what methods do you use or what are the factors that you choose to to reject or not on let me leave comments in the video description or comments on youtube or uh, via anchor um, in the comment section I'd, I'd really like to know also feel free to check out my instagram and if you don't mind in the video description here you'll see an amazon affiliate link if you use that link it helps provide a little bit of income um, for me based on your purchases and that helps me keep the channel and everything going keep reviews going of equipment and that kind of stuff as well I'll be back with more uh, equipment reviews and things. I've got a lot of stuff I haven't even reviewed that we need to talk about. And I'll be coming back with more topics on tree work. So thanks, guys, and I'll talk to you in the next one.